Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You believe that today? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> the Lord will take us through the fire. Man, it doesn't matter how hot it gets. He always tempers the fire to the metal. He'll never let it get too hot to destroy the metal. But he will make it hot enough to purify the metal. Amen. So when you think the Lord needs to give you a break, you need just to understand that if the fire's that hot, you must be worth something pretty valuable. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands and give the Lord praise right now. There is victory in the house today. Praise God. Turn to somebody and tell them it's good to see them in the house of the Lord. Amen. Welcome them into the Lord's house. Praise God. Amen. It is good to be home today. I, there is, there is no place like home. Certainly enjoyed being away for a few days with our friends and at conference and then a little rest, but I'm glad to be home. Thing I hate about going away is when you come back trying to get back in the groove. You know what I mean? It, sometimes it takes a little while. I'm slow. I'm getting slower, but, uh, I, I believe the Lord has given us something to prepare our hearts for his word today. Thank you for the great worship. Every song has channeled itself right in the direction that I feel the Holy Ghost leading me. And if you will, for just a few moments, I will not be lengthy. First Timothy chapter six, chapter six, first Timothy. I'm going to read verse number 12, verse number 12. If you don't have a Bible, lift up your eyes and look upon the screen, for it is there already. Amen. I want you to read it with me. All right, let's read it together out loud. Let's begin. Fight. The good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called. And hast professed a good profession. Before many witnesses. Let me read that again. Fight. The good fight. Of faith. Lay hold. Seize. Deliberately seek. Eternal life. Whereunto thou art called. Everybody say, I'm called. Amen. I'm called. And has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. I want to, for a subject... For a few moments this morning, I want to talk to you about the word for the day. 
Say that with me. The word for the day. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Our country over the last few weeks has been exposed to the spectacle of a great battle that has gone on in Washington, D.C., different ideologies that are clashing uh, over the direction that our country should take. And I do believe that those battles are worth fighting over. Amen. I do believe that there is still a majority of America that believes in what we really represent, and that is a God-fearing nation. I know the news media doesn't say that, and they don't believe that, but they make their own polls. And I learned a long time ago, the poll is only as good as the person taking it. Amen. And so I don't pay a lot of attention to the polls, but I do uh, understand that there are some battles that are raging in our country right now that we need to be much in prayer over. And I didn't come to preach a political message today, but I do feel like it is important that we, as the children of God, not lower our banner and not become weak in this hour, but we need to pray. The Bible said pray for those in authority over us. And uh, the reason sometimes they may be making wrong decisions is because we're not praying for them enough. They get prayed on by the news media, but we need people praying over them. Amen. Calling the name of the Lord. Change their disposition. Alter their mind. Do something, God, that will help us stay in a good direction. But we're involved in a lot of battles. A lot of Wars, uh, not just physically, but spiritually and emotionally that are going on in people's lives. And it is important that you understand uh, what you are involved in. And I, I come this morning wanting to speak a simple word to you that will help encourage somebody that may be finding life hard at this moment or... Living is difficult. Our faith is a struggle. I, I've come to speak to you today. I, I have a word for you from, from the Lord. And I am well aware that God has already set the stage for what He would like to speak to us through the Word. We understand today that we are in a battle. A battle that has eternal proportions to it. There are eternal consequences that are in the balance today. This is not over some petty um, thing that has no significance, but we're dealing with the soul of man. We're dealing with our eternity and where we will spend that eternity. And I believe that there is a great battle that is being waged today on many different fronts that are, that, that seeking to stifle and stop the progress of God's good people. I remember reading the story a few years ago about 
the islands uh, in the Pacific that after World War II was over, they discovered a man who was of Japanese descent and a soldier of the Japanese army that was not aware that the army uh, had been defeated and the, the war was ended and they were now in the midst of, of, of reconstruction. But he had hidden himself away in the high mountains of the Philippines or somewhere in that region and he was still sniping at people and in his mind the war was still going on but the fact was that war was over. And I, I've come to understand today that there are a lot of people that are still fighting unnecessary battles. They're fighting over things that have long been settled, but the things that matter, the things that we ought to be concerned about, we are not often as concerned over as we ought to be. I read in the book of Second Samuel, the fifth chapter, Something that stirred my spirit and my mind a few weeks ago. And the Bible said that when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king, all the Philistines came to seek, the word means attack, David. When I read that, it seemed like the Lord spoke to me and said, the devil hates the anointing that I have placed upon your life. He hates what that anointing represents. And he hates what it means for you. He hates the favor that I have placed on you. He hates the blessing that I have set aside for you. He hates everything that that anointing represents. And it is not unusual when there is an anointing There is also going to be an attacking. Amen. Some of you need not fear today that you're out of the will of God because you're under attack. It's only because there's an anointing upon your life. And there is favor that God has put upon your life. And that is the reason why the enemy assaults you as he does. Because he hates what that anointing represents. He hates what that favor means for you. He hates the fact that God has set aside blessings for you that he cannot stop. Do whatever he might, try in whatever way he might, he cannot stop the blessing that God wants to allow to flow into your life. The only person that can stop that is you. And it's when you give in to that fear or you give in to that doubt that arises because of the battle. Brother Hughes, I don't understand it. If I was in the will of God, why is it such a fight? I want to tell you why. Because there's a great victory that is at stake and the devil knows that if you break through the devil knows that if you get beyond that point where you are right now he cannot stop what is going to happen and transpire in your life come on clap your hands to the Lord right now and give him praise hallelujah the enemy will always strike At what represents your purpose. And to advance in your life. 
And for me to advance in my life does not mean I will do that without some kind of struggle. There's going to be some kind of battle. The enemy conspires against us. I I thought it was interesting that all the Philistines, I, I, I never paid attention to that before, but all of them came against him. You know, it's the devil's way to try to overwhelm you. To, when you look around at the people that are against you, you think, man, they have power. They have authority. You know what I learned a long time ago? It doesn't matter who's against me. What matters more is who is for me. And the one that is for me is greater than that which is against me. And so it doesn't matter. You cannot stop God's blessings into my life by opposing me. You only strengthen Strengthen me for the battle and you only help encourage me to reach out for more of God. Amen. There comes a time when you and I have got to stand up and let the enemy know I'm not moving. I'm not buying into that. I'm not giving into that. I'm not going to let down. I'm not going back. I'm not turning around and I'm not giving up. And I love what the scripture goes on to say. David's response to all of those Philistines that came against him. The Bible said that he smote them there. Some of you need to smite some stuff right there where you are right now. Amen. You need to rise up and say in the name of Jesus, by the authority of that name, I stand in the power of that anointing today. And there is no weapon that is formed against me that shall prosper. And there is no weapon that he has designed that can bring me down. There is none that can stop me. Amen. He smote it. Everybody say he smote it. I love that word. You need to smite something. Not your wife or your husband. You you understand me today. We're not fighting people. We're fighting problems. That's That's what's wrong with a lot of good people. They're fighting people. You can't fight people and win. Fight problems. Amen. Don't go after people. Don't go out because they may be somebody that God's got got his hand on too. You don't want to raise your hand against God's anointed. Some people think that that's just talking about the ministry or leadership. I'm just saying I believe that anybody that's under the anointing of God, I don't need to be raising my hand against the anointing. I raise my hand against the problem, but I'm not raising my hand against the anointed. Amen. David rose and he smote him there. I love that. Right there. Where they showed up to intimidate him. They showed up to mock him. They tried to stop him from being what God had called him to be. God had anointed him king. And when they anointed him king, the devil said, oh no, we're not going to let that happen. And when the, when, when the Lord laid his hand on you, I'm going to tell you what's happening in this church. I, I have sensed it for the last few weeks and again this morning. There is a special anointing that God has put upon this place. Not, I'm not saying that in boasting manner. I'm just saying there is a special anointing. There is something that is happening in the Holy Ghost that is supernatural. 
It is not something that we have concocted, but it is something that God has designed for this hour, for the people that are here in this place, for this moment, to empower you, to strengthen you, to give you what you need to overcome and to stand on your feet and say, I will survive. I will live and not die. Oh, come on, clap your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Amen. God's been preparing an atmosphere where healing. The Lord spoke to me a while ago when we were worshiping. He said, a healing from the inside out. There's some of you wanting God to heal something on the outside. What God's going to need to do is start all healing on the inside. Because if he doesn't heal your mind and your spirit, it won't matter that he heals your body. You'll still be a cripple in your mind. God wants to heal your mind. He wants to heal that man inside of you. He wants to heal who you are as a person who God called you to be. The anointing that God put on your life. That's what God wants to heal hallelujah hallelujah oh hallelujah amen a healing that comes from the inside and it works its way to the outside amen I am I am believing God I've been praying it and I am believing every time those names go up there I call every name on that list You can close your eyes and pray. I'm going to have my eyes open when I pray. I'm going to call every name up there because I want tumors to fall out of bodies. I want... I want limbs that have been broken. I want them to heal properly. I want things that are wrong that the doctors cannot figure out what the remedy is. They don't know how to treat it. I want something divine to happen in that hospital room where the hand of God lays upon them and all of a sudden they're on their feet. That's what I'm believing for. I'm not here playing games. I believe God still heals. He's still an answer to my prayer and my plea. And God is in this place right now to do something mighty in your life. You need to fight for that anointing that's on you. Hallelujah. I will not let go of that anointing that God has laid on my life. Hallelujah. So here's the word for the day. You ready? The word for the day. Fight. (laughs) You say, Brother Hughes, that doesn't sound very Christian to me. Go read your Bible. It's in it from the Old Testament to the New. Because ever since the garden, there's been a war waging on whose purpose is going to end in victory. 
God's purpose and plan or the devil's purpose and plan. And from the garden until now, there has been a battle waging and raging over what you represent and what the potential is in your life. And the devil hates that you have potential. He hates that you have a future. He hates that you have a promise that's greater than your problem. He hates the fact that you've got a power in you right now that's greater than your circumstances. It's greater than your circumstances. If God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. Hallelujah. Fight. That's not incompatible with faith. Get that out of your mind. It's not incompatible with the life of a Christian. Because there's a battle. That is raging right now over whether you're going to accomplish the purpose for which God has called you. That if you're going to live up to God's calling on your life. That's why he throws every discouragement in your way that he can. That's why every time you turn around there's another battle to fight. That's why every time you get up in the morning, you feel that pressure on your life. What's wrong? I'll tell you what's wrong. The wrong problem, the wrong thing, the the, the wrong is the devil picked the wrong person to pick on. Because I'm not laying down and dying. I'm not giving up and turning back. I'm not leaving the anointing that God has laid upon me. I'm not walking away from that. There's better things ahead for me. There's greater things in store for me. And I don't allow a momentary thing to stop me from what God has for me in the future. Amen. That's why Paul said lay hold of eternal life. Get a hold of something that. That's, that, that the devil can't even handle. Eternal life. Amen. Fight. Fight for your faith. Some of your, your faith is under attack right now. You don't know whether to believe God or not. You've tried and failed and tried and failed, or it seems like you failed, but you, you hear me. You never fail when it comes to God. There's a learning. It's a step. By step process. And what we call a failure, God calls progress. What we call stumbling, God calls progress. He calls that the making of a man. That when I stumble or when I I falter, he helps strengthen me in the fire that he sends in my life. It is not to destroy me. It is to make me. Amen. He doesn't send those storms into my life to... To destroy me, but to reveal what can happen in a storm. And some people are so shackled by fear that they see ghosts instead of Jesus. Yeah, it's in your Bible. He came walking to them on the water in the midst of a storm and they thought it was a ghost. And there's some of you this morning that are battling ghosts. The reality is it's not a ghost. It's Jesus. And he's there to help you experience something supernatural. He's there to help you understand that there's something greater than fear 
that can operate in your life. And that is faith. Peter said, if it's you, bid me come. Amen. I'm glad there was one of them in the boat that had enough courage to say something like that. Because the rest of them were cowering down underneath. Oh, not me. Yeah. Some people are chicken little all over again. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The truth was, why did he come walking on the water anyway? To give them an opportunity to experience the supernatural. He wasn't there just to show out. He was there to show them what they could experience. You don't have to be afraid of the storm. You have power over the storm. The waves that are causing you all the fear. Why don't you just step out and walk on a few of them? Why don't you allow something to rise up that the devil hates? He hates faith. He hates the fact that you have a future. And that when you reach out to God in faith, it's drawing you toward that future. And so he fights you. He assaults you. He comes in battles with you on a daily basis to try to stop you and cause you to back up and say, Oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm telling you, you can. Come on, get out of the boat. Get out of the boat. Get out of your comfort zone. Step out in faith and say, God, I'm walking with you. I don't know about all this other stuff, but I'm walking with you. Come on, let's praise him right now, right now. Hallelujah. You and I are not going to find our place and purpose without some kind of battle. Amen. You're not going to find it. But I will tell you, it's worth the struggle. Amen. It's worth it. You're not going to get where God is calling you without a fight. Because the enemy doesn't want you. You'd be way too dangerous. Amen. You'd be way too dangerous. You know why I believe that the devil, and I believe the devil was involved in the the fight. It wasn't just Simon's personality, but I the reason the devil fought Simon Peter so hard, Jesus said, Satan hath desired you. He's got his eye on you. He wants you. But I prayed for you. That your faith fail not. Amen. You know why he fought him? Because when the Lord saw him, the Lord said, you are, but you shall be. He called him something that he was not at that moment. He was anything but what God was calling him to become. And the devil hated that. And he did everything he could to try to stop him from reaching that pinnacle. He, he, he used his personality. He invaded his personality. If you'll let me use that, uh, be that, li- that, have that kind of liberty. I believe he did everything he could to try to trip 
Simon Peter up because he didn't want him to become that rock that could not be moved. He didn't want him to become that spokesman that would stand on the day of Pentecost and open a door to the Gentile, to the Jew and then in Cornelius' house open the door to the Gentiles of a whole new experience in God and a whole new walk with God that no one had ever experienced until that time. He didn't want that kind of message being preached and that's why he fought him so hard and the reason why he's fighting you right now as hard as he is is because he doesn't want the message of your life to get out. He doesn't want your story to be told that I was this but now I am here. I used to be that. I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I was this. I was that. But now I'm redeemed. Now I am blood bought. Now I am washed. Now I am clean. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. 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 The word is fight. Fight for your faith. Fight for your family. Fight for your future. Whatever it is that the devil is trying to destroy right now, you need to get on your feet and say, Not today, devil. Not today, devil. He's been playing with some of your minds. Trying to trick you into believing that you're a castaway. You're an accident. And you, you're too spoiled. You're too damaged for God to ever do anything with that. You're too flawed for God to use you. And you know the tragedy is other people have said that about you and you believe more about what other people have said about you than what God has said about you. God has said you're chosen. You're a chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You are called. You are chosen. Amen. And you're going to be faithful. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. You got to fight it. You got to fight the fear that comes scrambling in in the middle of the night. Tries to choke the life out of you. You got to to fight that doubt that comes clouding your mind, making you question. You hear me? This is what I wrote down this morning. Don't question in the dark. What God revealed to you in the light. Some of you are going through some battles right now. And it's dark and you're wondering, well, well, am I really called? Do I really have a calling on my life? Do I really have an anointing on my life? If I had anointing, why do I have so many enemies? I'll tell you why. Because the greater the anointing the greater the attack. Amen. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to some of you looking at me right now. You're thinking, you're talking to somebody? No, I'm talking to you. The greater the anointing, the greater, the greater the potential, the greater the problems that come in your life. 
The more that you are capable of doing and being and becoming, the more the enemy rises to stop. That's why it's been such a battle. And some of you have been thinking, you know what, I, I'm, I must be out of the will of God. I, I must have done something wrong. There must be something, something dysfunctional in my life. Oh, no, no, no. There's nothing dysfunctional. It's just an understanding that the enemy has about anointing. You can't stop anointed people when they live in that anointing. You can't stop them. You can't stop them from being what God called them to be when they live in that anointing. When they live in that calling. This is not me doing this. This is God doing this through me. I didn't call myself. I'm here to tell you, I didn't call myself. I didn't even want to be a preacher. I tried to run as far as I could from it. But you know what? You can't run far enough to get away from God. And sooner or later, he's going to find a corner he can box you into. And some of you are in that corner right now. And all God's trying to help you understand is, I have a calling on your life. I have a ministry for you to do. I have a purpose. I want you to touch some lives. I want you to change the future. I want you to make a difference in somebody else. I want you to do something that will change the world you live in. I want you to do something that will alter the families around you. I want you to be something that will change the future dynamics of your family. That's why he fights you. That's why he hates what's on you right now. That's why you've been in a struggle. You don't need to work. Don't, Don't be fearful of that. Just fight. 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 Resist it. Yeah. Resist. Push back. I, I never was one that, like, I, I never looked for fights. As a matter of fact, I was chicken just through and through when I was a kid. Mainly because I was skinny as a rail. And there was some kids that lived across the street from us. There were five, four or five boys. They were mean as skunks. I, I, I guess skunks are mean. They, they were, they, they were, they were mean. They steal everything. And they, they, had, they had taken a few things here and there. You know, you get mad about it, but then you just kind of shrink back in your little world and say, you know what? It, it's, it's all right. It, it, here's, here was, here was a philosophy. If they can live with it, I can live without it. And one day, they stole my shoes. I had a pair of blue suede shoes. They were patent leather and blue suede. I thought I was the cat's meow when I had those on. And I found out. And sitting in school, something began to rise up inside of me and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Enough is enough. 
And as soon as that bell rang and we were out in the hallway, I spotted Floyd right down and I yelled at him, Floyd, I'm coming after you. Believe me, he took off running. We lived about a mile from the school. I chased that joker all the way home. I I wouldn't stop. He didn't stop. I didn't stop. I said, I'm going to get my shoes back. I'm going to get my shoes. You say over shoes? It's not the shoes that was the issue. It was the fact that I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Of being sick and tired. And I chased that boy all the way. The only thing that saved him is he stepped into his yard and all of his brothers came to his aid. (laughs) But guess what? About 20 minutes, I heard plop, plop. Looked outside and there was my blue suede shoes laying in the front yard. And you know what? From that day forward, That kid never stole another item from me because I let him know I'm not backing down. Not today. (laughs) This isn't your day. Amen. You know what some of you need to do? You need to get up on your feet. I mean physically, spiritually. You need to get on your feet and you need to look your enemy in the eye and say, you know what? You came to destroy me. All you're going to do is help make me more of what God has called me to be. You're not going to destroy me. God has had his hand on me. I'm going to learn. I'm going to start living in that anointing. I'm going to start living in my calling. I'm going to live in what God has ordained me to be. I'm an overcomer. Are there any overcomers in the house today? Is there anybody here today that will step out of your pew and say, you know what? It's time to fight. It's time to fight for what's right. It's time to fight for what's mine. My calling. My anointing. My blessing. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm not going to live without it. I'm not going to live without it. I'm not living without it. I'm not living without it. I'm not living without it. I'm not walking without it. I'm not going to go without it. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God. You're calling. You're anointing. Your blessing, your favor. I'm going to live in that. I'm going to walk in that. Oh, yes. Come on. You need to smite the things that are trying to stop you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 